On this episode of Beer, Blues, and BS, Kidder and I are joined by J.S. Gunslinger. He's going to tell us a little story about uh, what happened the last time he was on a horse. And uh, other than that, we're going to have some uh, good brews. We're going to tell some other stories and try not to get lost in the weeds. Or should I say bush? You'll understand a little bit. Get ready. You're in a good place. Welcome to the show. It's Howard Blues and V Mark Kidder. Pork Golf Average, Prophecies, and your time The Triple B! Well, the Triple B sucks. Okay? Oh, come on. Whatever, man. This is Beer, Beer Blues, and BS. Online at BeerBluesBS.com. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Beer, Blues, and BS. The podcast is about the same as the other one of the hosts will be bleeding from the triple B of a goalie fight. Whatever that means. I'm your host, Howard Blues, here, as always, with my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the Mark Kidder. Kidder, how are you doing tonight? I'm confused. Often haven't drank enough things with the other side of rock and roll. <clears throat> Howard Blues. Uh, I think we need a drink. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think anybody who has listened to this intro thinks that we've already been drinking. I I have. I, well, I okay. I, I pregame tonight. <clears throat> and here I was going to tie it into not only did they probably think we were drinking, they probably thought we went back on our word that we would never do Four Loco again. But, you know. <clears throat> I have not gone back on my word on that. <clears throat> Ah, that's that's getting etched slowly and slowly deeper into stone <clears throat> by every passing moment. I see. And uh, speaking of for loco, uh, just because it's a great way to introduce, we have a guest tonight. He's the gentleman who is kind of the reason that episode 112 is what it is. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is the official armor of the Triple B. JS is back on the show. All 23.5 ounces of him. <laughs> gentlemen, I'm going to be a little late, but I will be there in about it. We're not sure if you have my phone number, and I will be there in a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I can already see it. Yep. Some poor audio listener. Is in their car going about a buck fifty down some highway, and the the hearing this and wondering if they're having a stroke, smelling toast, or if there's a pheasant flying around inside their car, and and then they're just careening off into the wild blue yonder. <laughs> ah, yes, good times. Just a normal show. That's that's all it is. Mm -hmm. That's that's right. <laughs> The uh, the intros were were by far some of the best we've had uh, we've we've had throughout the whole season. Uh, well, you know, listen, uh, truthfully, truthfully, I, I wanted to see what like Chat GPT would come up for an intro for us, but then I saw that you actually had to like sign up and like give them an email address. So I'm like, no, no. So uh, yeah, you <laughs> and, don't even want to give them your fake email. <laughs> No, exactly. So I, <laughs> you know, the uh, the the chat of Snap has uh, has a its own AI that you can go back and forth and converse with. I I have not I have not indulged in the I don't know in the in the conversation yet, but it's been tempting. I tried <laughs> to block it, and it just doesn't allow you to. There's no ability to delete it as your friend or block it. That's how far you know it's practically terminator 
any day now. I mean, we already have the Cyberdyne building in Bismarck. That's step one. Now we have AI, and they're learning from us through the worst possible garbage in humanity, i.e. snap, chat snap. And then uh, we have the, the chat GPT, whatever, and that's learning from us and things that, you know, like the... Uh, the assistant on either platform and people asking it, you know, if you love me and then it's like, oh, of course I, I, I do as your insert brand name device. And then you're like, F you. And it's like, okay, well your position on the murder list has just moved up. <laughs> yeah. I have been tempted anyway. to, been tempted to mess with it, you know, go down some of the uh, red pill, blue blue pill rabbit holes with AI that I've I've read about here and there, but I just I, I haven't haven't ventured down there yet. Yeah, well, judging by the pill that you just took, it might be a combination of both in twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I I haven't taken it just yet. I uh, oh. I'm saving I'm saving it for what's on tap to to add <laughs> to the list. <laughs> Drop it in his beard. Just watch it fall. <laughs> Woo! Man, that's got a zip to it. <laughs> <laughs> this show's just, getting better and better by the minute. Oh, just wait till the local geek hears this episode. He's gonna be like, "How do I even classify this thing?" <laughs> yeah, that welcome, poor guy. To, welcome to the Triple B, the only show where the hosts roofie themselves. <laughs> Didn't even have to cover my drink. <laughs> yeah, and and local geek. I mean, he's down in in uh, Sin City right now. Or maybe he's on his way back. I don't know. He, he he was there and sending his fancy photos and doing the things and and he's like, you know, two hours behind and and at this point watching it two weeks behind. But sorry, you missed out on the fun. Beers for everybody. <laughs> and uh, with that, we should get to everybody's favorite segment, which is of course what's on tap. So. Oh, is it, are you throwing it to me already? I'm. I I, I threw up two, so it's like two beers tossed because there's two of you. So, y'all catch them and and smash them and roofie them, do the thing. That's right. <laughs> well, uh, um, well, oh, put on the spot. <laughs> no, I I just. Do you have a beer? I do. I have what two here, so if we you get two rounds, you drinking them. You drinking both of them? Uh, at no, once? not at once. <laughs> he's double fisting four locos tonight and gonna give it everything he's got. Yeah, no, that's never the floor. happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, tonight, gentlemen, I have a uh, Samuel Adams seasonal summer adventure logger. Is what I have to start off the show with. It is uh, easy and crisp with summery hints of pineapple and lime. Each sip encourages you to get outside and make the most of your summer. Yeah, 4.5% alcohol by volume. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much what we got. We got the old bottle opener. And uh, mm, that's a very nice aroma. Very citrusy. But 
That's not bad. It's not bad. I like how it went from pleasant to eh, it's not bad. Well, it's uh oh. You know, it's got kind of a sour taste to it. But it's not where you'd like normally when you drink a sour beer, it's like the sour is like the first note, like punches you. This is like a sour aftertaste. But I'm not getting like the pineapple. I'm not getting like I'm getting citrus, but not. Oh. It's okay. And uh, I'd probably rank it at maybe like a mm, 2.8. A bit below average. Hmm. Only because I was expecting it to be a little bit more pineapple-y. I was not expecting the sour aftertaste on it. Hmm. More poignant pineapple. Samuel Adams, your move. (laughs) Yeah. That's a... Not like it's Ace Pineapple Ale. The pinnacle in pineapple beverages. See, and that's and that's kind of I thought it would be closer to that, but it it's not. Hmm. So that, that that knocks it down some. It's not quite what I was hoping <clears throat> to get. So, uh, Kinder, Kinder, hopefully your beverage is better. <sighs> I thought JS looked thirsty. Remember, I've been pre-gaming, so that doesn't oh. officially count uh, here on the triple oh, B. Oh, I know, but but when you hear what I had, <laughs> speaking of it, you got to be careful about saying pre-gaming because while I I made a beer run, uh huh, this week and uh, so while I was while I was in there, I did notice <laughs> that Four Loco has another product that's not in a can, and it is called Four Loco Pre-Game. Coming to episode one fifteen. Not it. And this is like episode 116. <laughs> Sweet, we missed it. All right. I mean, dang. That, that was, that's horrible. I, I, can't, I can't believe that we, we missed that opportunity, too. Never, yeah. never mind the mystery package that shows up in the mail. <laughs> Calling the bomb squad. That's a suspicious package. Watch him pay, take it out to the middle of the street and shoot the water jet through it. <laughs> Poof! We'll, we'll send it to how he's working. Set the alarms off. <laughs> <laughs> it's too bad there's recorded proof because I can see the whole the whole grounds just being cleared and there's people standing blocks away. <laughs> they got the suits and the robot and <laughs> Wally comes rolling up. Mm-hmm. Especially since I work on the Capitol grounds. So you know that I a... wasn't saying any geographical I, I location. Either. It's uh it's a pretty well established fact on this show that I work for the uh, State Historical Society. It would not be hard for them to have figured out that I'm based on the Capitol grounds. I mean, I wasn't gonna go there, but hey, <laughs> your package might. Duly mm. mm. noted. Mm. So anyway, it's one of your guys' turn. You can fight over who's doing it. <laughs> All right. I'll do it, I guess. I, I'm pretty sure I have a first for the show, but I might be wrong. First, we got our uh, our, our wonderful go-su glass. Woo! Woo! We have Woo! a bush peach. 
Point 0.1% alcohol. <laughs> I mean, everybody likes a bushy peach. So, no, we got, we got one of them. It's a limited edition peachy corn. Uh, it does not say anything on the can other than do not give to pregnant women. We have 12 fluid ounces of 138 calories, 14.1 carbs, 1 gram of protein, 0 fat, 4.1 percent alcohol and it is made by the anheuser-busch of st louis missouri and uh there's a uh, that's about all we got so uh we're gonna light lager with natural flavor all right the, the writing on this is silver writing on a silver can with a faint peach colored overlay so you can't read any of it <laughs> and not only that but we have an addition to it. I saw this on the uh, <clears throat> on a China on the China Spy website. <clears throat> <laughs> of a large bearded man in a cowboy hat making drinks, and uh, so now we're going to make it a uh, bushy mountain peach. Undo bush peach, a little blue pill to make my back feel better. And, uh, <laughs> holy, holy crap it's going down now that is a uh, and that is surprisingly a really good drink there is actually a a decent peach flavor to it it's not overwhelming but it's a a very good peach flavor and then you have the background of you know, bush, which is corn water, but the peach really kind of mellows out the corn water. And then when you add the Mountain Dew to that, it mellows everything out, makes this nice, sweet Mountain Dewy peach concoction. And I, uh, I've had at least one of these already today. So that was just before I saw you earlier today, right? At 11 a.m. That was. Yes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> after, after that. After oh, it was after. That. After that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah we, uh, we started with Alinees when I got home and uh, sent you a, a on-scene storm tracker video. Mm -hmm, <clears throat> and then, uh, yeah. Had one of these doing some paperwork, making dinner. I uh, I do love that, by the way. The the on scene reporting, right underneath the funnel. Howard, did you know that there was a a funnel cloud that rolled through just to the southeast of Bismarck this afternoon around four o'clock p.m. Uh, no. Yeah, it was flying around. It almost took JS's uh, uh, side by side for a ride. Yep. And he didn't get a picture. Because it was on the other side. <laughs> I could not see the actual funnel cloud. I could see the uh, effects of the funnel cloud through the tiny window I was looking through. And all I could see was flying trees and rain going sideways. And guess, get this. No tornado warning issued. Mm. That's your weather service for you. Well, you know, if you watch the KRDN Eyewitness Weather Now 24-7 Weather Channel, you'll stay up to date with all of the latest weather information up to the second. Did, did KRDN have a... Absolutely. 
24 hour weather coverage <laughs> broke in screaming that there's tornadoes and there's funnel clouds that's hellfire brimstone we're all gonna die and get flattened it's a, the best way to make sure everybody's safe <laughs> like remember remember that uh, poor person in the uh, vehicle driving a buck 50 down the road uh, that's uh-huh. basically everybody when that happens too yeah Whew! okay everybody hit the interstate and go the opposite direction <clears throat> but did it warn about flying cows uh, no, that never happens. <laughs> you you got to fix that, kidder. I got to fix it. Uh, maybe later. I need one of these first. No, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give this like a solid four because this is really good. I know it's a so, well above uh, well above average for a bush light, but uh, it's really good. You did throw a bunch of additive in there, so that helps. I mean, the... I mean... <laughs> so so I, I will say I, I did a quick search through the local geek spreadsheet. And uh, from what I can see, uh, not only have we not had the bush peach on the show, the only bush beer that has been on the show is the dog brew uh, that Sterling had. It's a first in that sense, so... There you go. The first actual alcoholic bush, if you want to call it alcoholic. There we go. Hmm. We might have to uh, widen the reach of the of the bush company and, uh, you know, explore the flavors of the bush. Have uh, regular and and regular and you, you, you've got corn bush, you've got apple bush, you've got peach bush. <laughs> Light bush. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if they're the heavy bush, but I. Uh, they're regular, be. regular bush. <laughs> ah, okay. Hey, what? <laughs> Are there too many bushes? <laughs> no. What I was gonna say. Too much bush. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's gonna. I, I keep, this, I, I keep this, looking at Howie's mustache. Going, you know, an apple bush, peach bush. I don't know which yeah, one that would be. John Deere. We're coming in with a John Deere bush. <laughs> I, no, I, I was gonna go with this, Kidder. You could review one on a lawnmower. You know, lilac bush. Uh huh. Ooh. I don't think they make the uh, the lilac variant though. And it, if I have a beer and I have to drive my mower across town, somebody's gonna have a problem with it. So <laughs> I didn't say you have to actually drive it. I just said review it on a lawnmower. Well, you know, but I need a lilac if we, bush. If we right. do this in two weeks in the summer solstice, I could do one in the daylight on a lawnmower with a bush. We could do a live on scene lawn mowing, just like we did snow removal. <laughs> How big's the mower? Uh, sixty-inch deck. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a big there's a big deck on that mower. A big deck and a little bush. Howard's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man, why did I start this? Uh, I, I did talking about the, the the first bushes on this, and it's the yeah the, the first real bush because the other one was just a fake bush. It was, it was a doggy bush. And not, and not only did I have to buy one peach bush, I bought 30 peach bushes. So I got a whole case of bush to go along with that 60-inch deck. 30 of them just to try one. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
that's where they get you. There's too many bush <laughs> back to the box. <laughs> I'm not even medicated. <laughs> okay. Well, well, the the thoughts of Bush will uh, ride rampant in JS's mind. Uh, I took a a look uh, away from the Bush to see on the list if uh, my beverage has been had on the show and it has not so <clears throat> another first and that is howard as you remember the tasty kokanee oh <clears throat> mm-hmm. i don't think i've ever had a kokanee i thought we were enjoying some kokanees out uh, in western montana back in the day but um i had access to cold smoke there so it's it's true it's true so kokanee is a U.S. and Canadian product. Uh, this is a 12 fluid ounce bottle. There's 137 calories in this. Oh, no. 1.7 grams of protein, and there's no fat. The uh, government warning on the back. Uh, tap into your beer.com. Please recycle. This is actually uh, also being consumed before the expiration date. Uh, it's a 5% alcohol by volume, and it's produced by Kokanee and St. Louis, Missouri. This is brewed in the U.S. for the freshest taste. Uh, they also make these, or maybe it's established in Creston, British Columbia. Had one of these the other day. The weird thing about the twist-offs on these is they're not like your normal twist-offs. You need a little extra grip on them to actually get them rolling. These are tight they are. I mean, I could have just popped it off with the the old bottle opener over here. You, you, you need some extra bush for leverage? If we get too much bush, there's going to be too too slippery of a, a, a coverage on here. And then the thing's just going to be just just all over the place. It's just... You, you, you know, your, uh, your, your kokanee has... Uh, well, how do I put it? <clears throat> it's got a higher percentage... But I've got a thicker bush. Stronger Coke, <laughs> but less bush. Yes. <laughs> and Howard is t- completely tuned out. No, I'm, I'm listening. Oh, okay. Well, I know what we need to listen to. And that is not only a refresher of our breaking news from a couple weeks ago, but also a breaking news update on said previous breaking news. And that is the status of one gunslinger himself. Nope. How's the really how's put- the armor? <clears throat> give us give us the the lowdown, the up down, <clears throat> the box of bush. Tell us what's happening. Since we got lots of time, <laughs> we uh, every year we bring my son to school on horseback. We live about three miles from the school, so. We, we saddle up the horses early in the morning and him and myself and sometimes my wife will jump on the horseback and bring the, bring him to school for his last day of school on horseback. Kind of something different, kind of something cool and, you know, something that no one else does. This day, we picked the wrong two horses to do this with. The horse we normally use <clears throat> for, for him is getting a little too small for him. But we picked a, a, a different horse. Um, we uh, mistakenly picked the biggest horse 
the ride there went just fine. Horse is great. The ride back, however, was was not so great. Um, I uh, I had one riderless horse because I have to pull his horse home. You take a lead rope and a and a halter and pull them behind you, and generally they lead fairly well. The other horse leads just fine, no issues. This horse, however, a does not like my horse, and b has a has had a problem with uh, with pulling when it, when pressure is applied to said halter since day one. I have not been able to break him of it. Uh, does not like to be tied up, and uh, he is large enough to break most things when he starts pulling on them. Myself included. We got about a half mile from the house. Stopped to take a little bit of a break because he's now 27 years old and my horse walks at Mach 3. So this poor old horse is running, half running, trotting behind us. Figured I'd be nice and give him a break. Went to go again after five minutes, six minutes, whatever it was. And he decided that he wasn't ready yet. Planted his feet and started pulling. I uh, went to give him a little jerk on the, on the lid rope. I had a, I had a nice figure eight made into the, into the rope so I could hang on to the rope in case he didn't pull. It would slide through my hand and not take my hand off. When I pulled, my horse turned some. I got the rope hooked around the saddle horn. And now a tug of war between two 1,500-pound horses ensued with me in the middle. My brilliant horse decided now was a great time to start spinning in circles to try and get this one to come with. Oh. Oh, no. It's like right at the climax of the story. I, I know. I I thought he had paused for like dramatic tension. Mm-hmm. Remember, remember when we were talking about uh, the service censoring us? Uh, this this is how this is how they're doing it. Maybe he just fell asleep. I mean, he's got quite the uh, quite the concoction happening over there. <laughs> yeah, just quit drinking. Well. While we wait for the return of JS and the epic conclusion of this story, which everybody knows if you had tuned in a couple weeks ago, um, Kidder, I'm uh, we're doing a little green stuff sculpting. So there, see a little band of green on this guy, trying to blend in a, a seam line. <clears throat> so uh, an update from JS uh, is that uh, he lost his internet and he has to reboot Jimi Hendrix. So, <laughs> or Jimi Hendrix pulled the plug on it. Well, uh, we'll just have to carry on and uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. hopefully, hopefully we uh, will get the gunslinger back on the line shortly. Oh, he'll be back momentarily. I, I can feel it. I have the ESP. It's going. I sense it. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. So, so you did say that it's been a week, and I mean, this is kind of showing that it has been a week. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, it, it's uh, uh, for me, it was just one of those weeks where you know, it's like on Monday, all of a sudden, our uh, our architect project manager comes in, and I don't know, no, it wasn't him. That was last week that I had a surprise trip drop out. This was our uh, IT administrator. Stopped in and goes, hey, we're going to Medora. We're making some decisions about security cameras and Wi-Fi points. You probably need to come along to help make some decisions. I got to go to Medora, but it's like 
<laughs> couple day notice. So it's like trying to cover the meetings I was supposed to be in and all of that. And I mean, I'm glad I went. There were some, uh, you know, like some good decisions that came out. I got to look at a couple of problems we've been having with sinkholes out there. We have an artesian well that's leaking and it's creating some issues. And uh, it just so also happens that uh, our old maintenance guy out there, he was the maintenance guy when I was in charge out there, happened to stop by to help solve some of this. So I got to see him and talk to him for a bit. You know, that, that was good. I haven't seen him in a number of years. Very good. Yeah. So, I mean, good guy. The only reason he quit was because he, uh, he sold his house and moved elsewhere. That'll happen. Yeah. So, I mean, overall, you know had that but it's just kind of been a busy week and then on top of that apparently this is the week that they decided to rip off all of the old wallpaper in the uh in what is kind of my new office area so they ripped that off and then they had to epoxy the seal the wall and then apply drywall you know uh mud to it and uh, Monday, they're going to sand it and then they're going to paint it. But we've had like heavy fumes in my work area all week. Hmm. So that's, uh, that's been fun. You didn't go get, uh, <clears throat> two foot long sandwiches, did you? No, <laughs> <clears throat> no, it wasn't quite that bad, but it was, you know, it, and it was one of those things, you know, where we were given the option. There are other places we could work or we could, we're allowed to work from home because of this and. I don't know. I was kind of just like, yeah, I'll uh, I'll just live through it. And the fumes really haven't been that bad. But it is like every time you go through the doorway, it's like, woof. And it's like, okay, now I can get to work. And you've yeah. been real creative lately because of the fumes. Uh, you know, it's this is just a busy time of the year for us. We're trying to do all of our end of biennium spending. And um, what doesn't help is our old education team apparently carried over a lot of money <laughs> like way more than they should for like the last like three bienniums hmm. and we were told by our assistant executive director like no i'm not gonna let you guys carry over anymore because carryover is bad in theory because that's basically saying hey the state has given you this much money mm -hmm. and we're not spending it we're basically hoarding it and that's not that's not good. But it has meant that in like the last few months we've been spending like crazy. And that you know, it's all good stuff, but it's still it's it's a lot of work and you know, being with the state, I have to make sure it's a, you know, tax exempt purchase and all of those things. So so if I uh, <clears throat> give you a list of some things that could be made as a donation, per se. <laughs> the uh, the not, not for me. Not for me. Just going to say, uh, I, I officially don't have a budget, Kidder. Mm. I, so, like, everything that I purchase has to come at the approval of my boss. Mm. So it's not like I have free will. But it's mm. kind of more like my boss has a budget she has to spend down. And so it's like... <laughs> She uh, came up with a list of stuff and, okay, go out and buy this and this and this and buy this and this and this. And so I've had like assigned things that I've had to purchase. So I like it. But I should, uh, I should get you that list and uh, then your people can call my people and, and then our people can talk. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen. And uh, <laughs> hey, JS is back. We can finally hear the, the epic conclusion of his story. 
Sorry, I had to reboot Jimi Hendrix. He was slacking off. I had to go kick him in the ass and get him going. It, it's it's okay. Uh, I'm trying to now remember where exactly you dropped off at. The, uh... He was spinning. And I see what you did there, where he's dropping off. It's called foreshadowing. (laughs) Spinning ever so carelessly into into the inevitable catastrophe that was about to happen. And as my horse decided to start spinning in circles, I uh, managed to get the rope unhooked from the saddle horn. However, the damage was mostly done because now my saddle has, or was, hanging mostly sideways off of my horse having been forcibly removed by the other horse. And then my horse decided that now was the great time to sprint for home. And when after 50 yards-ish of hanging sideways off the saddle and my horse, you know, running in a circular zigzag snake fashion, I realized I was not going to be able to correct this situation and I was not going to stop said horse so before he slammed me into a tree or a barbed wire fence, I decided the ground was the better option. And he assisted me quite forcibly into <laughs> this into this predicament and uh, slammed me into the ground, head and shoulder first, causing a large amount of crunching noises, followed by me not moving for nearly 20 minutes. <clears throat> uh-huh. Did not get a concussion, was awake the entire time, and felt every bit of it. The uh, the first 10 minutes were simply trying to figure out on whether I had a punctured lung. Once that was determined, for the most part, that I didn't believe I had a punctured lung, then I had to attempt to get myself up, which took another 10 minutes or better of me rolling around in the ground in the neighbor's yard. Finally got to my stomach so I could push myself up onto my knees and then stand up. And yeah, it was a, it was a wonderful experience that I do not recommend. That does, uh, yeah, that does not sound pleasant at all. (laughs) I've been thrown off a handful of horses. I'm not one of those guys that claims that I've never been, never been, uh, removed from a horse or never been unseated i have however this one hurt a lot more than most than than most of them um i don't know if it was just the way i landed or what but when i came down i broke five six and seven of my ribs on the left side uh somewhere i'm not exactly sure where i believe it was farther towards my spine than it was on the on the back half however you want to describe that of my body um so the last two weeks have been extremely painful um the first week walking around moving getting up and doing the things has been quite difficult uh the last two three days it's been better however I am physically unable to sit on my ass and not do anything for extended periods of time. So this has been extremely challenging for me because there are tons of things that I want to do. I cannot be at work because they will not let me be there until my restrictions have expired. I've had the last two weeks to do things at home and it's been nice. I've been able to catch up on paperwork and things that needed to get done that were, that were, uh, being put off but something as simple as like today lifting the 30 pack of peach bush hurt 
I, uh, I, I am quite ashamed to say that I was I was hurt by a peach bush, but uh, it it did. Simple things like going downstairs. Every time you land on your op- opposing foot from where the side that you broke the ribs, feels like someone stabs you with a with a small kitchen knife. Sneezing a sneeze is like a sledgehammer right now. Uh, it is extremely painful. Um, but yeah, we're uh, we're getting there. We're getting better. It's just up to me now to essentially kind of keep myself from doing something stupid and picking up the large heavy object that I normally do and uh, not breaking them more. I, uh, you know, I have only broken two bones in my lifetime. I, I broke a femur when I was three. And uh, that was because I got trampled by some neighborhood kids while running around the block. And that hurt. Um, and then the other one was I, uh, I broke a collarbone skiing. <laughs> and it was like second run of the day, which annoyed my parents because it meant that they had spent all this money for me to have an all-day ski pass and ski rentals. And I went out. But it was that one was... Um, at Terry Peak Ski Hill, and it was on one of the runs. They have an old uh, railroad grade that goes through. So as you're coming down the run, about yeah, a third of the way down, there's all of a sudden this like it goes flat, and then it has a real steep drop, and then it goes back to kind of the normal. And me and my friends had stopped on the flat part, trying to figure out, okay, how are we going to get down this steep part? Because none of us like we're all that great of skiers. And I was the the third one to go down. I caught a piece of ice. It spun me around, and I, I just I landed on my shoulder. And total yard sale. You know, skis are gone. <laughs> Poles are gone. Yes. I, I I slid about 15, 20 feet down the hill. Finally got my feet dug in. Felt fine. You know, I honestly, I just, okay, I fell on my shoulder. Yeah. My sunglasses stopped right next to me. I'm like, well, let me, let me grab those. I reach for them, and it's just shooting pain up my entire arm uh, enough. And it surprised me that I actually disengaged my feet, slid another 10 feet down the hill, stopped again. My sunglasses come to a spinning stop next to me, and I'm like, well, I'm not making that mistake twice. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it, yeah. And the, the sad thing was, because I was a theater kid, I was in a show at that time. So my director was pissed. And uh, I was also one of the guys who would actually help with moving sets and being that, okay, I can't lift anything. I got really good because our set pieces for that show were just really a bunch of like wooden cubes. I could shuffleboard kick those things like across the stage and land them right where I need to be. <laughs> I got really good at that. <laughs> so, but yeah. He's going to be great on cruise ships and in the old folks' home playing shuffleboard, but he has to use his feet instead of the <laughs> stick. <laughs> Fast movements are extremely painful. I, uh, I was washing eggs from the egg farm, and uh, that egg went to roll off of the counter, so I reached real fast with my right hand to catch it, and... Not only did I not catch the egg, but I about passed out from the amount of pain that I caused myself. Yeah, it. Uh, I, I I do I do one wrong thing during the day, and I will pay for it for the next six to ten hours. 
thankfully my son's been home since school's been out. So I've, I've had him to kind of be my, my muscle and do the majority of things for me. So, but he's, he's camping with his cousins. So I've been on my own for the last three days. So I have, I have no, no adult supervision to, to keep me from doing, doing the things that I shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but kid are the most important thing. I never dropped my gun. That's that, that, <laughs> it stayed firmly, stayed firmly in its place, retained securely, and kept all the neighbors safe. <laughs> Absolutely. Had it come out, I probably would have shot the horse. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know, we could have had uh, some gum by now and some jerky and <laughs> some. I, I, I would have had a neighborhood wide barbecue. I'd have made a, he's really pretty. I'd have made a really nice rug for him or like a couch throw. <laughs> he's big enough. I could probably cover a full size couch in with him. I mean, he's, he's not going to go to waste. <laughs> it's like, uh, <laughs> and I did some research into this. It is perfectly legal to eat horse in, in, in North Dakota and the majority of the United States. Hmm. The loophole people run into is you cannot sell horse in the United States or, or spe- and specifically North Dakota for meat consumption. Hmm. Many of the, you, you don't know, the charge for it or you ex- just ask for donation. Exactly. If I have a neighborhood barbecue and charge everybody $5 a plate for horse meat, I am now breaking said law. If I have a neighborhood barbecue and charge everybody $5 for a plate of beans and all the goodies and the horse meat is free, technically I'm good. <laughs> or if I just, it just invite everybody for a barbecue and, you know, tell them what it is and they're perfectly fine. You can eat it. You can do whatever you want with them for you can. Um, you cannot sell horse specifically for human consumption in most of the United States and specifically in North Dakota. Sorry, the majority of them are sent to Canada. They go, they go for slaughter. Yeah. Fun little, fun little animal tidbit. There you go, Howard, your next barbecue featured with uh, <clears throat> horse meat. Uh, uh, you know, I'll pass. So the hamburger patties that you get in the frozen meat section. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you'd, you'd have a hard time telling it's not beef. Oh, I, I, it's, it's not that. I just don't want to have to get into all the legalities of it. I, I mean, from from everything I've read into this, I, I found the actual laws, and you just basically cannot sell it for human consumption. Giving it away is free. Eating eating it is fine. Whatever you just can't sell it. So you know, yeah, no. I, I listen. If I if I wanted to do that, I I have some family members. I would just. Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> Give it to them, and uh, with as big as this damn thing is, I can fill several freezers. So, just like those two deer that you happen to find on your way home, <laughs> it is not my fault that they were not smart enough to avoid the giant pickup with the blade, four headlights, and the horn traveling at fifty miles an hour down the highway. You, Did you make some turkey out of that? Not really. I, uh, I think we had steak. We had hamburger. We had a whole. We made the majority of it. We made into uh, uh, sausage. Good times. You really can't complain about fresh, free food. 
I mean, <laughs> you know. it came to you. <laughs> Just it, came, it did. <laughs> I flung one into each side of the ditch. <laughs> It's not even a V plow. I'm I'm impressed. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, there, there was some movement. There was some movement going on. Oh man, I'm thirsty. Looks like JS is thirsty too. He's almost round two. Right. Okay. <laughs> I'll I'll tell you. Is a that horse. a Sunny oh. D? No, it's another Peach Bush. No, okay. that's that's just more Bush. Okay. I got enough Bush for everybody here, you know. It's, it's it's getting very fuzzy over there with that peach. Um, so yeah. hey, hold on, I gotta put some head on this bush. Howard's <laughs> like, we're gonna get blacklisted. <laughs> oh, yes. as much head as there is bush. Should we talk about corn puns again? <laughs> uh, it, it would fit in with the bush. You know, I had some <laughs> corn on the cob just before this. <laughs> There you go, shucking, <laughs> shucking the corn to throw get, in the bush. We 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 can just dunk the we can just dunk the cob right in the bush, and you know, <laughs> just, just <laughs> cobs just drowning in bush. Um, right there at the t- look at that, right at the top. It'll, it'll lubricate the corn so it'll go down easier. Yeah. So I have to mention because uh, I just saw it two days ago. Midnight Rocker, of course, uh, has been on the show a couple times with us. Good friend of the show. Uh, Alyssa picked up some of the Sunny D seltzers, not having watched our episode. (laughs) And uh, of course, he he posted it in his uh, story on the gram. And of course, you can follow him. Uh, on Instagram at Midnight Rocker 101. Uh, but uh, he said that she bought the four pack and he was like, oh, I hope they're good. Nope, not really. Disappointed. But he did think that they taste just a bit better than the alcoholic Sonic seltzers that are out there, which we have not had on the show. We went from a solid negative one to a maybe zero. Cool. Yeah, that that was pretty bad. But mm-hmm. again, you know, that's why we have better things to drink. Like and I know, I, I no, no, uh, I don't, I don't think we need to have another ambulance visit this month from a member of the show <laughs> one isn't more than enough for all of us i think and 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 i also adding on to that think that you did a number to cover for all of us too for at least the rest of the year so i think we're good no more triple b members going to the hospital <laughs> uh earlier i had two summer shandies and Shiner Texas's own uh, Shiner Bach, good old Spatzel Brewing Company. And so, because we haven't had it on the show, I feel like having another summer shandy. We have never had summer shandy on the show. Have not had. I did. I did the search in the the search feature. Unless local geek is slacking or spelled summer and shandy wrong, <laughs> which I know he wouldn't. 
Uh, we we've had that other liney on the show that you had shot a good five or six of. Oh yes, yes the uh, the lemon lime Christmas tree. Yep, yep. Which is funny because I actually enjoyed that one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't that I don't know how because it wasn't horrible. IPA like for me for some reason. There's so, too much Christmas tree to, to have the IPA. <laughs> maybe, yeah. It's, it's just more in the Christmas realm versus the the pine realm. I don't know. According to their little thing on the side here, Lining Kugel Summer Shandy is a crisp, refreshing beer. Uh, it certainly is with a little lime wedge or a lemon wedge. Uh, perfect for summer. Inspired by Franz Kugler whose Munich tavern was overrun with thousands of thirsty bicyclists. He mixed beer with lemonade, and it was a hit. Like his, our doors are always open to come visit the Lining Kugel family. Ball Corporation Aluminum, as uh, you can see right there on the side by the barcode and all the other shenanigans going on in the can. And what else do we have here? 4.2% alcohol by volume in this 12-ounce can. 1.3 grams of protein. Weiss beer brewed with honey with natural lemonade flavor and made in Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin and or Milwaukee, Wisconsin. What else do we have? I read those notes. All right. <clears throat> Cheers to you dudes. Howard, are you working on I, uh, I finishing? I, you got it. You ready for another one? You're yeah, good. yeah. I, I caught I, up. I, I caught love up. the summer shandy. Reminds me of ninety degree days, hanging out on the lake, getting toasted, both by the sun and by the summer shandies, and then after drinking twelve of these, having immense gut rot. <clears throat> so, so cheers and happy summer. I will say I have polished off three cases of some of, of the shandy can these the shandy package from from the lineys this the shandy, summer already. The shandy what? The sandy <laughs> the shandy bush. package right next to the bush. Well, I, it, you see, kidder, and that's exactly why that hasn't been on the show before because. When we started the show, we were drinking things that we liked until about episode five. And that's when I started, hey, here's here's weird beers. And I started it. And then you joined Buying in. Singlets. Right. And and that's where we've been. And so rarely do we actually have like beer that we truly enjoy on the show. It's almost always something we haven't had. Hence why a classic like the Summer Shandy has not been on the show. Crazy. Because yeah. I enjoy both of these and first offs for both. So uh, thanks for being there. And if you if you have if you if you haven't had their their sampler pack for the summer yet this year, this summer is just really good. There's a grapefruit, there's a peach, there's summer shandy. <laughs> And there's a, a new one now. That <laughs> got with it. Just snuck it in there real low and just just sniped him with it. Just, that was such a crap joke. That's why I'm laughing. I'm like, <laughs> you know what? It, 
with as much as we've said Bush, I just I know that by the time I get around to editing this, that's going to be the title of this episode. It's just going to be Bush. <laughs> and then uh, there is a their new one for the year is a lemon honey or a lime honey shandy, and it is way better than that other crap they put in there last year. Um, like I said, I'm I'm on my third twelve pack of the of the summer now. Um, I I've been. Had it not been for the giant case of bush that I had to buy, I'd probably be on case number four. But a big box of bush, right? I'm uh, right I'm gonna corner. be. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna like, damn it! Stop the callback <laughs> to the bush. We know it's big. We know it's a box. We know it's been put in the corner. We know that it's it's frothy and full. That bush was so big, Kidder, I had to make more room in my fridge just so I could get Barely the bush could squeeze in the it fridge. in there. Just, just had to put some elbow grease and shove that bush in there. I had to keep the door shut, you know, give it an extra torch or two. Thought you were going to get a call from somebody else. Uh, All right, we're good for about 30 seconds to a minute. (laughs) Well, in that case, uh, gentlemen, uh, my second beer of the evening uh, comes from Potosi, Wisconsin, and it is the Cave Ale, which I believe Local Geek is the one who gave me this uh, bad boy. Potosi. Yeah. It is an amber ale, smooth and medium-bodied, featuring caramel malts. Uh, the description on here, caves carved in the hills of Potosi were once used to age and store beer. Named in that tradition, our smooth English-style amber ale boasts the com- the complex flavors of roasted caramel malts, perfectly balanced with golden hops. It is 5.5% alcohol by volume. Let's see what else has got on here. Wow, it's like a novel. Uh, Potosi, Wisconsin is where beer is crafted, and that craft is celebrated at the National Brewery Museum. The beer you hold was brewed in that town by its fine people in a small batch with the finest ingredients. We are Potosi. We are beer's hometown. And we salute you. I was trying to work in some sort of joke about Bush, but I couldn't come up with one on this. No, your Bush came up short. <laughs> I almost got him with the delay. We've got I, the I wasn't cave. even wasn't even trying with that one. We've got the cave. You bring the bush. So uh, I I will say um, this isn't bad, but darker tasting than I was expecting for an amber. But definitely you can get that caramely flavor. It's all right. I'd give it a three. Uh, and I just also want to point out that it does say on the can that all profits uh, from this brewery. Uh, go to charity. So, and yes, I have, I don't know why the local geek hates me, but like this can is like dented and dinged to hell. So well, they, had, they had to dig it out of the cave to get it out. And that was, that was the only, the last tool they had to get the last 10 feet. They had to smash their way out of the cave with the can. <laughs> Probably just be glad that it didn't shoot out of the can after all of that. <laughs> yeah. You know, if Bush really wanted to do something, they could come out with an all silver can and call it Shave Bush. <laughs> huh? I'm here all night, folks. Huh? 
<laughs> Limited edition bush. There you go. Ritzy bush. I think the I think the more obvious joke would you just call it nothing but bush. Ooh, there you go. You know, that's a full box I, right there. I, I will say that the. Uh, <laughs> I almost they they kind of went out of their way to use a peach that wasn't the standard peach, but looks very much like uh, like something. There it is, right there. The clear definition of lines in on the front side, but conveniently. Conveniently, there is there is no separation of the peach on the back. <laughs> well, there'll be uh, some separation apparently. <laughs> well, since uh oh, it's going to just stay. Transition to something else. Ah, because I can. Uh, going yeah. out of the bush. <laughs> since uh, JS told a, a story about horses, uh, Kinner, have I ever told you about the first time that I ever rode a horse? I wanted to say, of course, but I don't remember it. Yeah, that's that figures. Um, Did you end so, up in a bush? Uh, no, but you'll, you'll appreciate this. <laughs> Wait a minute. You'll appreciate this. So, never been on a horse before and such, but I, I worked at Fort Abraham Lincoln State Park. I was an interpreter there um, for about three summers after high school. And uh, on the, my last summer there, they had just completed building their uh, recreation of the stables building. And they part of the reason that they built the stables was because they wanted to have an actual horse program and to actually have a horse down there. And so this meant that because we were portraying the 7th Cav, all of the guys had to learn how to saddle, bridle, and ride a horse so we could deliver this program. And uh, none of us had ever been on a horse before. None of us had any experience. Uh, and so one night they, they took us down and the horse that they were using was one of the trail ride horses because it was a trail ride vendor there. They bring this horse down and and the guy who runs the, the vending, uh, the horse ride operation was teaching us how to ride a horse. And uh, it really, it, it, it kind of kind of consisted eventually of like everybody getting a, a chance to get up on the horse You'd ride around the stables building like once or twice and get off and the next person would get on and, and all that. I was the last person to go. And by then, the the trail ride operator was very much sick and tired of us. And not that we were doing anything wrong, but just you could tell like we had he had been at this long enough. He was tired of us. He just wanted to be done. So I get on this horse, never being on a horse before and all that. He goes, all right, let's go. And he just slaps the horse on the rear end, sending the <laughs> damn thing running. <laughs> I'm holding on to dear life trying to like, fall off this thing. I was in no real danger, but it was still, it's like, that's my introduction to horse riding. <laughs> so. You've done good. Mm. Yeah, uh, and then proceeded that summer with like that was our training. Uh, I, I I did meet with the uh, sergeant major once to just, hey, can I do the actual saddling and bridling and and have you kind of watch and make sure I got it, just because I'm a 
with something like that, where it's an actual activity that I have to do, I like to try it once instead of just watching somebody do it. It's like, okay, I got to get the feel for it and all of that. So I, I had done that, but otherwise, yeah. And then part of my job was to go sit down at the stables and hope somebody showed up. I don't think I talked to a single soul the entire summer while doing the horse program, but you would sit down there for your three hours waiting for somebody and you would saddle this trail ride horse and it would just head straight back to the stable because that's how they're trained. <laughs> so that was, yeah, that was, that was my experience with the horse. So I can, or at least I could, it's been a long time, but I, for a while I knew how to bridle and saddle a horse. But there you go. Ah. It, you know, but this probably wouldn't have been so bad if we didn't have this affinity for gigantic horses. Um, I don't know if you were familiar with how you measure horses in height, but you measure it in hands. Yeah. Your, I'm going to say average horse is anywhere from, from 13 is, is quite small. Uh, 15 is about average, uh, 16 and, and above is getting quite tall, 17 is extremely tall, and anything above 17, they're just giants. Ours or mine is 16.5, so, you know, my three-foot stature, trying to get up on this gigantically tall horse is quite comical in itself. But then if you do come off, it's a long ways to the ground off of this gigantic thing. Um, yeah. If Had I had a small horse, it would have been much better. It would have been a, less, a lot, uh, you know, probably a few less feet I had to fall before I was so, so welcomely assisted to the ground. Yeah. It could have been, I mean, it always could be worse. Um we had, uh, so I managed the uh, Chateau de Mora's out in Medora. And for years, we've always had a, a stagecoach fender. And we've had it, we have a little trail that goes through our river bottom lands. And it's, it, it's a very popular thing. You can go out and get a wagon ride and such. Uh, but my year out there, uh, our, our stagecoach season ended prematurely. Uh, the gentleman, we had two guys that were acquaintances who kind of decided, you know what, we're going to go into business. Uh, the, the one guy, he, he wasn't quite ready to retire, but his hope was to retire and just come out to Medora and just be the stagecoach vendor. That's how he was going to spend his summers. But he had to like, like an awesome retirement. Yeah, uh, but he had two years to go. So he found somebody because we were open, we were looking for a vendor. He found somebody who he could, who was available to go out and do that now. And he's, their thought was, let's partner up. We'll run this operation. You can run it for these two summers and then I can come out and, and do it. And so we got this guy who would run horses and had wagons and such. And for the most part, he was pretty good. I had some kind of like personnel issues with him. Like he broke into our friends groups camper that was out there. Uh, at one point, then was sleeping in his truck, and it was a mess. Uh -huh. <laughs> but anyway, towards the end of the season, um, all of a sudden, I had uh, someone come in and tell me that 
we had emergency vehicles down on our river bottom. And I started heading that way and uh, run into the wife of our head of maintenance. And she's coming and she tells me, hey, uh, I don't want to use the gentleman's name. So we'll just call him Joe. Hey, uh, they had to airlift Joe out. He was in a he was in a wreck. And what 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 happened was he had he had brought out a, a new team of horses. They were a pair of Belgians. Mm-hmm. Um, you beautiful horses. Mm-hmm. But he hadn't run them a lot. They were still in training. And so he was kind of trying to use this as a chance to work them. And our retired guy who or our soon to be retired guy who was uh, holding the operation came out and checked them. Um, I had a maintenance who's a he I mean he was the epitome of cowboy. I was very leery of them running the you know the wagon. They just they weren't quite seasoned enough at at that to be doing this. But Joe had stopped for lunch. After lunch, he was going to get back on you know back on the wagon, come back over to give some more rides because um, he was parked over in our shop yard. He unties the horses from the hitching post. He's about to get going. Realizes he's forgotten his phone on the picnic table sitting there uh, hopped off like he's, he brought them to a stop hopped off thinking they'll stay there he goes to get his phone and the horses take off so he runs jumps on the back of the wagon is trying to make his way up to the front the horses are though so spooked that they basically uh go a bit off the trail tip the wagon dragging joe down this hill um, until they eventually came to a stop and uh, he eventually picked himself back up and walked back up to the shop. And that's where uh, our head of maintenance's wife ran into him and realized he was in trouble and called 911. Thankfully, she was stopping by to visit her husband. Otherwise, we might not have known about it. Um, but I got to go down there, uh, try to help the sheriff wrangle these spooked horses, which was not great because they were still attached to the wagon um, and trying to close off our pasture so that they did get out. We could corral them. And uh, one of them was able to actually break loose, bolted, ran all the way to the far, to the far gate, got out, ran through our parking lot, up the road and back into the shop yard and into the corral and corralled itself. By then, one of my maintenance guys had gotten there. As soon as the horse ran in there, he just closed the gate. And he's like, well, there's one. <laughs> uh, the other one bolted eventually when that wagon, it, it snapped off, bolted far out into the field. And uh, we had to use a couple of the vendors. We had to use the vendors, more seasoned horses, to actually call that one back in. But we were eventually able to <laughs> wrangle all of them. But it, it did put an end to to his season, and uh, I just heard from uh, our former head of maintenance because I ran into him this weekend or this week while I was out at the chateau visiting um, that he heard Joe is no longer Joe has sold all of his horses and is no longer in the wagon business, which is probably a good thing. Um, so he did make a recovery. I think he still has some nerve issues with his hand, um, but. Yeah, that was a that was a fun day. <laughs> luckily, luckily, I'm just glad that this didn't happen when we had guests on the wagon. So 
The wagon was destroyed, though. I, uh, I kind of wish I could have had some kind of video of my endeavor to actually see exactly what happened and how and where everything went wrong. I, I have a very good recount of what had happened, but it's always nice to have that third-person view to see where and when the stupidity ensued. The whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got to get you one of those drones that just follows you around everywhere. Oh, there you go. And then, uh, I don't know, when it seems some extreme motion, sees that extreme motion, then it, it kicks in the record. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I've, I have done a lot of work with this horse. He has come leaps and bounds, but every now and then the stupid comes back in him and he just loses his damn mind. So I, uh, I took him from being, I'm not going to say unrideable. He was, he was rideable, but he would absolutely explode anytime something touched him, anytime something moved. If my hat would touch a tree branch, he he'd blow up. I mean, he, it was ridiculous. Took him from that to me being able to do cowboy mounted shooting from this horse. Um, so I mean, he has come leaps and bounds. However, the whole combination of everything we had going on that day, first ride of the year, the wrong two horses, it just culmination of everything. Me not being in the Best of moods that morning because things were not going exactly the way I wanted them to. And, mm-hmm. you know, one of them days. And, uh, yeah, I, I lost. <laughs> he, he definitely moved by leaps and bounds there. Yeah, 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 no, he sure and did. And you ended up in a bush. Uh, yes. Yes. Thankfully... <laughs> He dealt me off in the grass that was over the top of the hard compacted dirt, not the gravel that we were just on. But uh, <laughs> so there's a little bit of silver lining to it. You know, the, the few blades of grass that I managed to find somewhat broke my fall. But uh, that being said, the grass that I landed on was the grass that the neighbor uses to drive from the road to the pasture when he hauls the cattle into the pasture. So it's, it's quite hard. It's well packed. Yeah. 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 But We're glad that you're okay. <clears throat> I, I am here slowly moving, but I am here. And the concoctions help. <laughs> yes. The meds are starting to kick in. I, uh, I have you're a video. Down. I will show you. I will show you a Sunday kidder and uh, you'll, 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 you'll get a good laugh out of it. Two days after this, it was two days before Memorial Day. So it was the Friday before, well, three days before Memorial Day, but we do our ceremony on Sunday. It was, so it was that Friday that, uh, that this all happened. And then on Sunday, we have the, the day before Memorial Day, we have the memorial ceremony um, for the... Uh, Davidson Legion post that my dad and my brother are a member of. and So I did the entire ceremony with three broken ribs, uh, freshly broken, and uh, the, the effects the pain meds had on me after that. I, 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 I couldn't really take it. I had some, you know, the ibuprofen or whatever before we left. And after I got back, I 
grabbed a, a good pain med because I could hardly walk and uh, attempted to take a nap in the living room with three screaming children and lots of commotion going on. And the uh, combination of large amount of pain, some really good pain meds, and a lack of sleep for the last three days <laughs> made for delirious. a really interesting experience. It made for a really interesting experience. Yeah. Jake, I, I don't know if I've ever told you this story. And, and I, J.S., I don't think you've had the uh, honor of hearing this one. But back in high school, I uh, had over right, right at the beginning of Christmas break, had the opportunity to have all four of my wisdom teeth taken out. <laughs> and they, of course, uh, gave, I, I want to say it was oxycodone. I, th I think it was. Whatever yeah. the, the, the normal pill size is again. Uh, so had the procedure and they, they put you under for it. Uh, first of all, get there and they, they put the mask on and they go, okay, count backward from 100. I made it to 98 and then started laughing and then nothing and then woke up confused as hell because i had no idea where i was and they, and they told me right like you after the procedure they will move you to the recovery room you'll sit there for a little bit the anesthesia wears off you wake up blah 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 well the anesthesia wore off and i'm like huh uh, you know so they they got me they checked me out and, and i think uh, my dad was there to take me home which is always a good time you know uh, <laughs> the smile on our face there <laughs> i was saying some interesting things on the way out dad was laughing which i'm happy to provide that sort of humor for him because why not got home and I want to say that because uh, <clears throat> we picked up the prescription before the procedure, they is one of those like you will need this when you get home. So you pick the prescription up the night before, whatever. I lay down in the recliner in the living room, <laughs> a couple blankets, sitting there going, "Because uh, some bitch hurts," and gave me the the dosage, and then. He put uh, in the, the old DVD player because the Blu-ray hadn't been uh, officially invented yet, I guess. But uh, Ghostbusters, The Matrix, Police Academy. <laughs> uh, uh, there's something else, too. And let me tell you how screwed up <laughs> that visualization was. Because... You're in and out. You just it's all blending together and swirling, and then suddenly your head's like, ah, and then your mouth is like, okay, time to change the gauze. Yeah, uh, that was a good Christmas break. Laying there in the chair for two days. Uh, uh, you're woken up because the uh, machines from the Matrix are suddenly being chased by ghosts in a police car, and like you have no idea what's happening. <laughs> like, it's, it's just messed up. And 
good uh, good times. See, when I had my wisdom teeth out, it wasn't that bad. Like I, I was pretty good by that evening. Um, but I, I do remember this, and that it it's you know I had that kind of same like you're in the recovery room, you get home, and then I just I slept, and I I slept. I think my mom had the TV on, and I woke up, uh, at. I want to say it was like 11 o'clock because I knew like in somehow in my mind, I woke up and I'm like, it's 11 o'clock on TBS. They're playing reruns of the show. Ed. I don't know if either of you guys ever watched Ed. I tried. not, (laughs) But it was one of my favorite shows at that time. Like I just enjoyed it. And so I woke up, I watched the, the episode of Ed that they were playing that day. And then I went back to sleep and then I, Howard has priorities. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's like I am home on a break. I'm going to watch Ed. It's on at this time. Okay, I watched it. Okay, that's it. But I was, I was fine by that evening. So I count myself lucky. <laughs> yeah. After after this happened, oh, after the horse helped me to the ground, they they both took off and started to run towards the house. I stumbled over to the neighbor's house, which was a wonderful neighbor, but he's 70, 75, you know, very nice person, but, you know, a little well-seasoned. Um, he, uh, it's a little more difficult for him to, you know, do some of the things and, and whatnot, but he, he was a hell of a hell of a help. Stumbled over to his house and got a ride home because... I wasn't in any shape to walk the half mile to the house. Jumped in the in the ranger, went down, and and mind you, nobody is home. The wife's at work. My son is now at school. Um, I had my phone, but uh, both my my in laws were traveling across the country for their month long vacation for the month of May. So I am home by myself. I am on my own for this. <laughs> Get uh, get my neighbor to to uh, give us a ride home or give me a ride home. We both jump in the ranger. We go down, catch the horses, get them unsaddled, get them put away. Um, and then I go into the house. I call my wife. She was busy with the dog. Didn't answer. So I called that place and uh, got the secretary. My guy, I need to talk to the wife. Oh, she's busy. I need to talk to the wife. <laughs> oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> Told her what happened. I'm like, I'm in a fair amount of pain. I'm going to lay down and take a nap because I don't go to doctors. I, I'm, I'm one of those people. I, I, I just, I don't go. Um, nothing against doctors. They do great work. I just, I don't go. I'm, I'm stubborn. I'm, I'm one of them. And, uh, I had a pretty good idea of what happened, what I broke, you know, what, what have you. Um, called me, I made a couple other phone calls and I called my sister cause she's the medical professional in our, in our household. And she's like, well, she's like, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, there isn't a whole lot they can do for you. However, punctured rib or punctured lungs don't always show up right away. If you have a rib that's broken and out of place and it's jagged, if you sit there, lay, or do something the wrong way, you're very liable to puncture said lung. I'll take my chances. You know, one of them deals. 
Well, shortly just as I was getting off that, one of our our family friends who also has horses out here, they keep theirs in our pasture, just happened to be coming out to give her horses back uh, vaccines for the day, and uh, had to use the mom voice, but got me in the car and forced me to go to the ER. And uh, to, yeah. I thought she updated you on your vaccines while here. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, at that point, she could she could have given me anything anything she wanted to, and I probably wouldn't have cared. There was uh, there's a large amount of pain there, but thank you. I'm up to date. Yeah, probably gave him a horse tranquilizer just to get him into the car. <laughs> yeah, that's the real reason why you made it to the hospital. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, look over there. What's that? I don't know. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. She uh, she said I turned uh, I turned multiple colors when I got into her vehicle because apparently there was some pain there. <laughs> so mm-hmm. apparently I went from you know normal colored to uh, um, very bright red and angry looking to very pale and see through. <laughs> At least the docs doc had a sense of humor. I told him what happened, and my head feels like I have three and like number three and number four broken on the left side. And okay, brings me to CT. They can bring me back. And coming back in after it gets resolved, he's like, "You were way off, man. What? It was five, six, seven, not four, not three and four. Thanks." <laughs> What you should have said is, well, which way did you count from? Because it's my three, four, or two, three, right? four, not yours. <laughs> Makes sense to me. They're my ribs. I can number them how I want. <laughs> I uh, I was on some pretty good pain meds at that time. I don't know if you've ever had the lotted, but it's a really good pain med. Um. Yeah, instantly makes you feel like you're really nice and warm and fuzzy and does its job. That was my excite, the most exciting thing that happened the last couple of weeks. Glad you're upright. Get, get her, I just, what? I, I just, I just want to hit, tell you, we've hit the hour and a half mark, and look, we're plateauing. Oh no, I was pausing for effect to make sure that you weren't going to jump in with a topic because. As you have stated, I try to make a grand transition and then it always gets screwed up. So I paused for you because I have something. However, I was letting you just just shovel, do something, make things happen. Oh, okay. Um, Kidder, you got a topic? Ah, man, it's good that you asked because it's, I sure do. I happen to get this little postcard, this little thing right here. And I'm like, what is this little here postcard thing there, do doohickey? And there's a lot of writing on there. Did you get one of these too? No, no, no you're just, you got the effect because you want to be funny like me. <laughs> I see how this is. JS, grab some bush and start waving it in front of the camera. See what happens. Don't do that. We'll have to censor it. <laughs> Man, that thing's shiny. You it's well polished. Bush. <laughs> Jesus. Here, here. Oh, hold on. Now he's, now he's rubbing the bush. Better. <laughs> 
He's teasing the bush, tapping the bush. <sighs> Looks a little caress the bush. <laughs> so this is not bush. Uh, it, it, it might be bush league, but also might might not be. It's a notice of proposed clash class action settlement and uh, and howard you know we like talking about controversy on this show I feel like david letterman with the got the the cue cards and right mm -hmm. but uh, the first question why am i receiving this notice well a class action settlement in the case entitled israel cologne versus creative ventures incorporated uh, uh a la pro wrestling tees in the circuit court of the 18th Judicial Circuit, County of DuPage, Illinois, has been reached between the plaintiff and the defendant, uh, defendant Creative Ventures Incorporated, uh, i.e. Pro Wrestling Tees. The case concerns a cyber attack Creative Ventures learned about on or about November 1st, 2021. You are receiving this notice because Creative Ventures records show that you personally indefiable information or your personally indefiable information was potentially compromised as a result of the cyber attacks so with all of the other information in the other things i don't need to uh, read off because it's a lot more text and legalese what are my options what are the settlement terms the court's fairness hearing do I have a lawyer in this case? Things like that. There it is. That's what I get for getting a wrestling t-shirt <clears throat> from a couple years ago. Because it was a data breach. But the real question is, Kidder, are you going to sign up to get your $1.75 out of the lawsuit? Uh, I did. And the, the, the questions you know asked, uh, of course, did you have to get an attorney? Did you have to get services to restore your identity, things like that, which I haven't, but I should because we all know how much the hackers want to be Mark Kidder, especially with the lack of money that I have. So really the joke is on them because how do you go lower than zero? I'm, I'm just wondering. <laughs> I, I'm uh, just going to have to say, I'm going to need to see some ID Kidder. I need to know that you are the real Mark Kidder. Do I have to stand up? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Are you wearing pants? I guess that's a bit of a question there. Pants? No. I thought they were optional I, uh... for this show. <laughs> we're talking to Bush the whole show. I mean, there's no Bush over here. Nope, no Bush in the fridge either. It's There's no Bush on ice. Don't worry, I got enough Bush for everybody. I'm going to spread that around real nice. Lots ahead with that bush. Oh, 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 it's coming over the top. It is not. Almost. I will control the bush and I will prevent it with my Caress mind. It. Caress it. <laughs> blow on it slightly to make sure it stays in the glass. This guy's going to say if it gets any higher, he's going to have to trim the bush. Ah! Howard did it! Yeah! It only took him an hour, but he's got bush. <laughs> He grew that bush, and he he owned it. He owned the bush. God, uh, technically, I think you'd want to go with cultivated that bush. Ah, <clears throat> oh, there it is. The bush is coming strong with him. This is this is the <laughs> most. 
It's almost I, as bad as the corn episode. I mean, we're getting I, there. It's, it's like I, it's. I, I will say that the bush, the bush makes to me bush do, ratio here. The bush makes me do things I, I don't normally do. This is the most pop I have consumed in three months, and it's all because of the bush. Yeah. The bush has the power. I don't know if it's going to be worse for your headache tomorrow. The uh, the high fructose corn syrup or the aspartame or <laughs> or the uh, alcohol combined with the nar- narcotics that you're required to take to get rid of said pains. I'm really not sure. Uh, these like a double a negative, effect. right? It it cancels it's each other out, right? Some sometimes they make me sleep double wonderful, negative. and and there, there's no Wait, there's no headaches, no nothing. Waiting to see if Howard starts saying something. (laughs) The double negative. (laughs) Everybody loves the acclaimed, okay? (laughs) I I just foresee that by the time that this episode makes it through editing, the title's not going to have to be now with 40% less bush. (laughs) Censor me, daddy. <laughs> okay. uh, help me, future Howard. I'm stuck. <laughs> Jimmy Hendrix is spinning again. Can we get him rolling in the right way? No, it, 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 it can't be future Howard. It'd have to be help me, step Howard. I'm stuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Howard just takes a drink and skates right over that bush. Well, uh, Kinder, I don't think you eat a lot of breakfast, do you? No, I try and avoid it at all costs. Unless it's 11 p.m. to 4 a.m. And I'm still awake from the day prior. Because I have uh, discovered a uh, a new product that is pretty awesome. Breakfast bush. Uh, No. Although it it does come from the uh, Skinny Sticks Maple Syrup Company. 80% 80% less fur. <laughs> uh, Kinder, this is bourbon barrel aged maple syrup. What? Yes. Huh. And it is amazing. Is there alcohol with this? No. Unless you do what I did last night, which is, you know, you take a little ice cream, you put a little milk, you put a little bit of this maple syrup in, and you add a little bit of Kahlua. Mmm. Mmm. That was a tasty, tasty milkshake last night. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's from the uh, Skinny Sticks Maple Syrup Company. You can get it here. I got it uh, at the North Cashwise. Uh, but it's for some real good stuff. I will warn you, it is pricey, but it is worth it. <laughs> well, Mr. Moneybags over there. I've, I've had maple bacon syrup before, but never maple bourbon. It sounds really good. It 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 really is. I I love the stuff. Um, and as I said, I've I've had it in a cocktail. I've had it on waffles. I have even flow waffle. Uh, I've even had it with some like uh, chicken strips mm. that we had. Some like real peppery Ooh. chicken strips. There mm. you go. Used as the dipping sauce. Delish. It was fantastic. So wanted to to shoot that out there as a you know a thing. If people are looking for a uh, a really good, really tasty maple syrup, uh there you go. There there's one to, to 
sink your teeth into. This is a taste of syrup. Mm-hmm. You and know, uh, one, one and something they go really good with that. The the local processing plant in town that makes things out of pigs here has a really good maple pepper bacon that is that is really really good and if you get the giant packs of ends and pieces it's mostly pepper because <laughs> mm. apparently all the ends and pieces pick up all of the excess from the the, the maple and the and the pepper and uh they're, they're nice and spicy so that, 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 i think that would go good you have some pancakes with some bourbon maple bourbon then you get some spicy maple pepper bacon to go next to it, and maybe an egg or two. Yeah, uh, it's now some good. I'm hungry. So right, see? have going? some more bush; it'll fill you up. Let's go. And uh, I will say, because I know the local geek has been waiting. Because uh, Kidder, you know this. Uh, I picked up um, from Alpine Touch. <laughs> they uh, partnered with Kettle House Brewing to make a uh, cold smoke barbecue rub. And I know the local geek has been waiting for my review of that product. He's going to have to wait a little bit longer because there's a few more things I want to test it on before I finally give a final review on it. But So tease for a future episode. Kenner, you been watching anything interesting lately? Well, it just so happens <clears throat> that this past week went to Fast 10, Fast X, Fast and the Furious. You know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you had to sit through that. I'm just surprised that they didn't, you know, go with the uh, with the great name of "Fasten Your Seatbelts." That was, wasn't that number six or seven. I don't know. <laughs> I saw the first one, and that's the last Fast and the Furious movie I've seen. I think I watched one and two. After that, I lost interest in them. I haven't minded them. <clears throat> Even Tokyo Drift. I was like, okay, whatever. Okay. Uh, I did watch this, that one. Okay. You did watch that one? Yeah, I, I do remember that one, though. I will say this latest edition, this latest entry, the CGI, not the greatest, just like the rest of them. And so. When they get a bit outrageous with their storytelling, I get a little bit more, really, did we have to have that in here? Because the CGI and the cost to pay for that is not up to the level of even a Marvel movie. That's a a really good reason as to why I don't watch DC Comics movies either, because the CGI in most of the, the films is crap, which... The new Flash movie looks terrible. Yeah, there's some good elements uh, for people who like that sort of thing, uh, I feel. But just watching the trailer, I feel it is going to be terrible. Uh, So anyway, with um, our Fast and Furious times 10 overall, 2.87 out of 5. I'd give it, you know, there's, I think, one or two more. (laughs) Uh, So there's that. Uh, One of the best things about the movie was seeing the Mission Impossible trailer. Because that looks pretty good. First part of that will be coming Mm -hmm. out. Yep. 
It was filmed as a two-part movie. I think the second part comes out next summer. I got to get caught up on those. I saw the first two, and then I kind of fallen off. Mm -hmm. Those, I enjoy. (laughs) I I mean, it's not that they're bad. It's just kind of one of those, like, hey, just haven't made it to all of those. I've been on a start. The, the the little bit of time I do, I have actually taken to just sit on my on on my bush and watch TV. Uh, I've been on kind of a <laughs> on kind of a Star Wars kick, so I've been watching the majority of the Star Wars movies now. The 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 last two that I hadn't seen yet, watched those two. They were pretty good. We got my son an Xbox for his birthday, and. One of the games I picked up for it was uh, Jedi or Star Wars Jedi of the Fallen Order or something like that. Star Wars Fallen Order. That one. Yeah. And uh, I've one. been that one's really addicting. I uh, I don't play a whole lot of video games, but I really like this one. But I have to limit myself because like when I when I do finally take the time to do it, I, I I like last night I was just I was done with the day. I was hurt. I, I did some stupid things yesterday, so I hurt myself and like six o'clock, seven o'clock, I sat down after I made dinner and I am I'm done. Turn that thing on and I don't think I went to bed till three AM. Uh, the sequel to that one just came out not that long ago. So that one's called Star Wars Survivor. Ah. So. I need to grab a... I'll be right back. And unlike Kidder, I am wearing pants. Did you see his camera flipping out there, Kidder? Or is that just me? Jimi Hendrix is rocking out. Yeah. Well, Kidder, uh, tonight we watched, uh, with the kids, we watched Zootopia. So I finally saw that movie. You've seen that one, right? Yes. That's a good one. I like that one. I got some issues with it. Here we go. I, so, <laughs> I watch conspiracy theories. No, it's not a conspiracy theory, but the... <laughs> There was a really weird, strange amount of, it's not quite racism, but speciesism in there. Like the fact that for for some reason, I mean, the movie is about predators and prey living together in harmony, but for some odd reason, rabbits can't be cops? Like, this is a big deal? (sighs) Why? And then the same reason, like, everybody hates foxes for some reason. Like, it, unless I, I missed the first, like, five minutes because I was putting the pizza in the oven. So unless there was something that I totally missed at the beginning that explained why there was this <laughs> undetermined discrimination against these, two, like, nowhere else in the movie did they limit, like, any other animal species from doing something else. You know, but it was like foxes and rabbit. Like, oh, rabbits can't be cops. Foxes, everybody hates them. I think they were trying to play on your typical stereotypes. Uh, we, we can we can dive down the rabbit hole if you want. <laughs> it was just like a weird like choice, especially when there's a section where they have a whole chase through 
um, seen through like everywhere they called it, but it was like the little rodent town. You know, so it's all mice and voles and lemmings and driving their little cars and that. So why wouldn't you have police officers who are on that size? You know, because if there was an emergency in a mouse apartment, the the rhino police officer is not going to be able to go in and, you know, set up a crime scene. (laughs) But yet we have a problem that the small bunny wants to be a cop for some reason. They didn't fit the look of the department, and so they were washed out of uh, the FTO program. <laughs> it, just, it was it was just one of those like blatant things throughout it that just kind of bugged me. It was like, why is there just this like blatant disrespect of these two races for for no reason? It was okay. Uh, ending was really pretty predictable. I mean, it's a children's movie, so. I I know, but like when I'm sitting there going, oh, yeah, at some point they're going to shoot him. And oh, look, blueberries. Yeah, they're going to shoot him with a blueberry. You know, like the animation was good. There's some good humor in it. But yeah, I, I don't know. I was not impressed with it. Yeah. I, I, I actually enjoyed that one. The the second one isn't bad either. No. I, I did. I did enjoy those two. The dinosaur likes it. And my, yeah. son, my son is, is kind of indifferent on it. Uh, it goes, wait, there's a second one. <laughs> There might be actually be a third, but I know there's I know there's a second one. I don't think there is, but I could have sworn okay, I could have sworn I watched the second one, but I might be thinking of one other. Well, I, I don't know. If, I don't know if several there's... cartoons, comics, or whatever in the, in that thing that kind of all fit in the same. I'm uh, going down the rabbit hole. I was gonna say Kidder seems to be fact checking. So I'm probably uh, wrong. Yeah. I, you know, my my son, he got tired of it about two-thirds of the way through. I think the plot was a little bit above him. So, like, he doesn't understand. Like, I know he doesn't understand what an, a police officer is. We, I tried explaining this while we were going to go get pizza because there was somebody pulled over. And I just said, oh, somebody got pulled over. Well, me not know why. Well, they broke a law. What is a law? I just kind of try to explain the concept of the rules of law and police officers of that. And you could just kind of tell he wasn't quite getting it. So I think the movie, he was struggling with that, but he was doing really good with his animal identification. Every time there was an animal on screen that he knew, he'd go, there's a moose, you know, there's a giraffe. (laughs) There's a bear. I beat you to it. Beat you to it, Kidder. The trailer has been out for some time. The release date is, is uh, I believe it's August of 24 or sometime in that area. Maybe it was just the trailer that I was thinking of, but I could have swore there was a second Zootopia. Maybe it's just that I've watched that movie that many times. That <laughs> It was re-released in 2020 for, during COVID. Also in 2017, a copyright infringement lawsuit was filed against Disney. Uh, a company owned by Gary Goldman, who's the co-screenwriter of Total Recall. Lawsuit claims that in 2000 and 2009, uh, they pitched the concept to Disney for a live-action film titled Looney, which is about a socially awkward animator who creates a self-inspired TV cartoon called Zootopia. Disney allegedly twice rejected the pitch, but Goldman accused the company of copying the name, themes, settings, and character tropes. 
filed with the lawsuit was a graphic of early concept artwork of characters that are claimed to appear in similar major characters from the film, including Nick Wilde, Judy Hopps, Flash, and Chief Bogo. A Disney spokesperson described the lawsuit as being, quote, written with patently false allegations. Uh, after months of back and forth deliberation between the two parties, U.S. District Judge uh, Michael Fitzgerald dismissed the infringement claims in November 2017. As stated in the final review, quote, Goldman's effort to make the plots of Looney and Zootopia seem similar were strained. All the purported similarities between the two works were themes not plot points or sequences of events and were too general to be protected by copyright law. It, it or yeah. Disney had a bigger checkbook and <laughs> eh, no, because I mean, you see this in music all the time where people will have like a similar like chord progression. Uh, that was actually just um, Ed Sheeran just won a lawsuit. Um. And because uh, oh gosh, who's whose family uh, sued him? Taylor Swift. No. <laughs> um, Michael Jackson. No, it's Michael Jackson. Uh, Jimi Hendrix. No. Oh. Shimone. Elton John. No, no, you get uh, <laughs> older, older. It was like 60s, 70s. BB King. No, R and B, not blues. Come on, Aretha Franklin. No. Um. Motown, uh, Marvin Gaye, Marvin Gaye's family sued him uh, for Shape of You, saying that it was off of um, based off of one of Marvin Gaye's songs. Uh, the problem was, and and what won Ed Sheeran the uh, the lawsuit was, he actually went on the stand and brought his guitar, and he could play the chord progression for both songs. He's like, yeah, they're the same, but how can you sue me for this one? If, and he started playing songs that were before Marvin Gaye's song, that was the same chord progression. And he said, look, so this, this progression has been in the, you know, 1960s, 1950s, 1940s. I think they went as far back as like the 1700s and could show that this chord progression was used. So it's like, you can't copyright a chord progression because if you did, We'd have no new music. So that was kind of his his case and his argument. And yeah, he ended up winning that one. So, but you see that in music where, you know, you kind of have the same riffs on a, a same pro chord progression. It's a hard lawsuit to win. So. Unless you're Vanilla Ice or. Uh, Queen. Well, Queen or. Uh, Kid Rock, and you just like blatantly steal other people's music, and but but mine has one different note in it. Yet no, you you just took someone else's music. Ding yeah. diddling diddling ding. You have Ray Parks Jr. and the with the Ghostbusters theme, stealing that from Huey Lewis in the news. Mm -hmm. yeah, Which I you, when <laughs> when summertime comes on or. Uh, American Werewolf in London. Werewolves like, of, Ze uh, of in London by Warren Zevon. 
Yeah, like you, like I, 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 I cannot tell which one is actually going to play until they get into like the fourth rift, and then it's like, okay, it's it's the stupid one. We 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 want Warren Zevo, not 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 this guy. <laughs> he also sampled from Metallica's "Sad but True." Yeah, Kid Country. Now, <clears throat> a side note from Zootopia: they had six shorts that are on the Plus service there that oh. were released in November of twenty-two. That's and what it was. As for the sequel, as of earlier this year in February, the CEO announced that the sequel was in the works. That's what it was. We watched all the shorts. Yeah. No specific uh, date on the upcoming sequel, but it has been in talks since June 2016. I don't know where I saw the August thing. Maybe that was in one of the other... Something. Yeah. I mean, I, I know it was highly popular, but I just, I, that was kind of the one element that, like, the more I think about it, I'm just like, why? I don't, it just seemed unnecessary. I get that it was for story reasons, but it just, it didn't make sense, especially when you didn't see that anywhere else with any other species. So. That's because those two were the main focus. And they, fo- and they focused on, and, I mean, they kind of had some other ones hidden in there. You know, they had the cheetah and they had, you know, a, a couple other. But, the, but the, the, the chief was the stoic moose and, you know, like there, there's a few other ones in there. Right. But you weren't you weren't seeing them like, oh, well, you're the, you know, water buffalo. You're, of course, like this. Like you didn't, you know. Yeah, he's a water buffalo. You're right. Yeah. I listen. I have the advantage. I just saw this like two hours ago, so oh. <laughs> you know it's it's That's fresh. Okay. <laughs> I'm not on pain meds. I'm only you on know, my second beer of the night. <laughs> I mean, I'm four bushes in, and you know, so there's there's just waiting yeah. through bush. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm this deep in bush right now. <laughs> I didn't know they stacked. <laughs> that high <laughs> I'd say I'd dive into the bush but my glass isn't big enough and on um, I think that's sad revelation maybe anyway, get her Tiffany. <laughs> we've been talking for quite a while um, and it's time that we, uh, we we wrap this up you know are those few people who have survived all of the uh, bush talk and uh, <clears throat> bring this show to a close with some cheap plugs. All right. Well, subscribe to our bush beerbluesbs.com. It's available anytime, anywhere, online, on the phone, on your computer. You can view it and view it often. Beerbluesbs.com. While you're there, you can help support the bush by donating or perhaps purchasing our merch. That is. <laughs> I thought I'd make it longer without laughing, but seeing seeing Howard's reaction to it has just ignited that bush. I'm, I'm just half tempted to like bleep out every time we've said bush tonight. <laughs> mm. It's going to be uh an auditory explosion of bush. <laughs> you, 
I see. You, you can make your own 8D audio of just the bush coming through, and you you could you know it could be 8 bush audio. That that might be the the, the short kidder if if I can get away with it is just every time we've said bush tonight on the show. Well, there's there's no if ands or bushes about it. There's going to be something coming your way. <laughs> might even put a counter up, you know, at this point. <laughs> Wonderful. It's going to be good. May your... I'm going to hold on to that one for a second. Uh, So beerbluesbs.com. Buy the merch, please. Help us support the bush to enjoy it and make it grow bigger and better. So then we have a better show. Maybe more beer. You can donate a beer. Donate a bush. Whatever. Uh, Beerbluesbs.com. Click buy us a beer. Also, where you're perusing your phone and searching through your apps, if you're looking on YouTube, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Beer Blues BS, right there on the YouTube. Search for it, and you'll find our channel. Please subscribe for free. Click the thumbs up on the videos and help us uh, beat the algorithm. You got to beat the uh, beat the likes out of the bush there. Just try and do what you can scrounge up some likes and some views so subscribe for free please youtube.com slash beer blues bs also we are on all of the audio services out there including podbean iHeartRadio, stitcher tune in imdb pandora uh, also youtube podcasts and well i'm sure there's more out there but if you have a service that you like listening to podcasts through, just search for Beer Blues and BS and please smash that sub button, smash that like button. Gets us uh, out and in front of things. Aside from that, well, uh, we also have our other merch store, streamlabs.com slash Beer Blues BS. Streamlabs.com slash Beer Blues BS streamlabs.com slash beer blues bs if you visit that you can donate directly to us or you can also buy a shirt or perhaps uh, another item on there there's a few items in that store again streamlabs.com slash beer blues bs otherwise well that's pretty much the show the krdn eyewitness weather now stream Rolls on YouTube, so you can find that as well. And uh, this show, I guess, pretty much every week, we're rolling forward. Got the mower. We're trimming bush left, right, down the middle. Making things good, professional, like a golf course. Again, beerbluesbs.com. That's that's the place. So, I suppose for this uh, episode, let's let's kick it on down the road. Uh, JS, any closing thoughts? Dad advice for the day? Always drink the good bush. With the sip at the end. Howard, any closing thoughts? Uh, when did we start adding closing thoughts to this? I mean... I'm just randomly throwing them out there, you know, because there's more than just us. So 
give you a chance to reflect on what we've just sat through. Mm. Mm. I, I don't think I need to reflect on any of this conversation. Ah, the bushes in the rear mirror, rear view mirror. I gotcha. Okay. So <clears throat> for uh, JS Gunslinger, the official armor of the Triple B, for Howard Blues, I am the man, the myth, legend, Mark Kidder. Thanks for joining us for this and every edition of Beer, Blues, and BS. May your glass be at least half full. Remember that there's free beer tomorrow. May your bush be growing and fruitful for many years to come. We will catch you on down that trim Tuscan Highway. Have a good one. See you in the next episode of Beer, Blues, and BS. You have been listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and BS. If you enjoyed the show, help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice. Thanks for listening, and may your glass never be empty. UA Productions presents A Glimpse Behind the Curtain. Oh, we're doing this thing. I have to, I have to be serious now. Since when is this show about being serious? <laughs> right now. <laughs> serious about the show. Well, I was so I was so serious about this show that uh, you know I got a run sheet out, man. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, just wondering if my email filtered it out as junk. Uh, no, just you know, in <laughs> a week, Howard didn't actually get a run sheet made. You can't say the thing. We're not doing the thing yet. Oh. Well, I, I know we're not doing the thing yet, but, you know, this might end up behind the curtain. Might. Who knows? Hmm. Careful. There we become an unboxing video. What is this? Oh, Rutgers. <laughs> We've seemingly lost Kidder. <laughs> This is going to be a good night. I can just tell. And it auto-muted me. It. <laughs> I'm like, is it? Is it, though? And yeah, that's probably exactly how it's going to be because it muted. So I, I just have to laugh, Kidder, because like I was sitting here like, just chatting and and like getting no response. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be one of those nights where it's like, I'm bringing high energy and Kidder's just gonna sit there quiet. You know, it's like, oh boy. And I looked over and saw that you were muted. So apparently, Google Meet does does not want us to converse. Going <laughs> to beer, blues, and BS. The podcast officially shut down by Google Meet. <clears throat> Man, censorship's just getting out of hand now.
Nobody watches this show anyway, so why do we even have to censor? Let's be honest. I don't know. We're, I mean, we, oh. we get people watching. Oh, who are these people? <laughs> I, well, you know, here's the thing. We get people watching. People then, like, interacting, you know, like, leaving a comment or anything like that. <laughs> that no. we don't get. We have a very inactive, you know, unengaged audience. <clears throat> Lackadaisical or busy would probably be maybe a little <laughs> hmm. and so and so it's one of those it's not that i think people don't watch it's just kind of like oh yeah they watch but i'm not gonna take the time to leave a comment hmm. I'm, I'm not so take that uh, for what you will sure hmm that seems like flies on the wall well you know that is kind of a podcast not all podcasts are highly interactive with their audience i thought you were going to say highly entertaining <laughs> <laughs> that too that too but we're we're, we're kind of wasting this good banter on oh. uh, <clears throat> we should uh oh it's our recording yeah <laughs> throw it in Whenever, however, if ever. Eh, you never know. Knowing us, since we don't have a run sheet, uh, what's gonna happen is we're gonna we're gonna start off strong in about the hour thirty mark. We're gonna kinda plateau mm. as we both struggle to figure out things to say. So there could be a time to work this in. Mm. <laughs> hey, well, so much for plateauing. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> He's all like, I don't know what we're going to do tonight. You know, we might just die out after an hour and a half. Bing, bing. <laughs> You're welcome. Although it looks like JS is already plateaued. He was frozen. Gentlemen. <laughs> oh. What do we know? Well, uh, it's it surprised him. <laughs> well, I mean, that's how you always do it. <laughs> you never tell me when guests are coming on. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh yeah, coming through your wall like the Kool Aid Man. <laughs> At least this was like before the show started. The number of times though that we've had someone just randomly like pop in as a, in fact, Kidder, you you know I, I'm somewhat slightly cursed. Every time I have like a nice smooth transition, like something stomps on it, and I'm working on editing uh, the episode from last week where I started transitioning to talk about a new topic, and that's when Rude Boy joined in, like just squash, and we never got to that topic. We never came back to it. <laughs> so there's just this transition that we don't do anything with. So you're so, saying you want to bring that up first today? God, I mean, we it, listen. It was, those, <laughs> it was one of those topics I just kind of threw on the run sheet. Like, I'm sure we could vamp about this for a while. <clears throat> you know, kind of like the pizza episode. <laughs> 